Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? Well, I'm a little surprised, but chilling nonetheless. Okay, all right. Well, it's always good to see you chilling. So we got a kind of predictable episode. Last week, we talked about what might be shown at Comic-Con, what was already announced to be shown at Comic-Con, and Comic-Con came and went. And not everything that we were hoping for got shown. But we had some nice pleasant surprises. We got some nice trailers. So we're going to break it down a little bit. I think we'll just go off with the first big one that was shown off, which was It Chapter 2. Mike, what did you think of It Chapter 2? What will be the final trailer for the movie? Well, the only thing I can say about this movie is it needs to hurry up and come so I can watch it. Because each trailer is better than the last, even though it's only the second trailer. It's just solidifying the fact that this movie is going to be just as good as the first one. If you like the first one, you're going to like this one. It seems it's going to be a little bit more on the darker side than the first one was. The first one, there was a good amount of comedy, but it did have its dark moments. This seems like, all right, now that they're all adults, all the kid stuff is over. This is where the real stuff happens. Agreed. Yeah. They don't have to hide around like, oh, well, the children, there's only so much we can do. It's like, no, fuck it. They're in their 20s and 30s. Do what you want. But Pennywise, man, fucking creepy. That that yeah, speech in the trailer, oh, you know, it's been 27 years I've missed. He was like, oof. I'm looking forward to seeing his origin. That's going to be interesting. Y- yes, I, I, I've i heard that from, because I, I, I haven't read the book. I mean, it's just too big. But from what I saw online is that it looks like they will be doing his origins. And from what I read online, it kind of gets really weird. So if they're able to do it, pull that off. It's great. We will see. Well, we don't have to wait long. It is the final trailer, but the movie's out in just under two months. Yeah, that's two more months. Uh, before we move off of horror, now, this was announced around Comic-Con, but was not directly at Comic-Con, and Mike, we both talked about the uh, the Halloween movie, the, the latest one, for a bit now, across the podcast, and what we would like to see in the possible sequel. Well, we have not one, but two Halloween sequels coming out. Halloween Kills is coming out October 2020, and Halloween Ends October 2021, with what's being right now the same writers and directors. And apparently the point of these two movies is the overall trilogy they're making will end the story between Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers. I have a specific question for you, Mike. How do you feel? Because I know you talked about how, you know, maybe it's time to move on from her, right? Focus on the other people. How yeah. do you feel that they're given an entire trilogy to their story? Well, that's what's kind of uh, my issue with it. But maybe they're going to throw us through a loop. Because if we know there's going to be a third movie with Jamie Lee Curtis in it, where's the real tension going to be throughout the entire second movie? You already know she survives. But if they throw a twist and kill her off at the end of the second movie, and then the legacy continues with her granddaughter and daughter, or just the granddaughter, thus ending the Jamie Lee Curtis family story. You're absolutely right. Because I do feel, like, obviously we know Mike Myers will live until the third one. He just kind of lives in all of them. But you're right in that if we know she lives until the very end, it does take the wind out of the second one a bit. Uh, Because 
part of the hype for the for this one was it could have been the final one. We get to see how it ends, and it's like, nope, there's a whole trilogy. And you brought this up before, but they do focus quite a bit on the granddaughter to the point where she could play a more active role in the future movies. I agree. But I just wanted to bring that one quick one up because it's becoming a staple on the podcast. We talk about the Halloween franchise. It's worth a mention. Uh, the it's, next trailer what gave birth to the podcast. It really is. So in our hearts, that Halloween movie, something special for this podcast. Absolutely. So we thought Terminator would get another trailer and we were kind of half right. It got a behind the scenes trailer, not a proper trailer. And personally, I liked it a lot better than the original trailer. I thought the what they're what they're showing off, I like and I want to believe. I want to believe in a good Terminator movie, but I can't do it. I can't. It's like there's been too many bad ones out at this point. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. I'm not going to go too big because it's just going to be a repeat of a prior conversation. But I really have no affection for this movie. I have no willpower to see it. I could care less. If it if it does well, great. Maybe I'll watch it, but I'm not really anticipating it being good by any means. I think my bar for whether to wait until it's on Blu-ray or watching theaters is like, if it's half decent, like if it's a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, fine, I'll go see it. But if it's like the terrible ratings like Genesis, fuck it. I'm just staying at home. There's no point wasting my time. And then Paramount finished up with a surprise announcement. And Tom Cruise was even there to show it off. Top Gun Maverick. First trailer taking place about 30 years after the first one. Tom Cruise still a pilot. The stunts he's doing in the in the jets look crazy. Do you have any thoughts on this one? Like, I'm not the biggest Top Gun guy, so it's like, eh, it looks cool, but you know, I'm not really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent about it. I've never seen the original, which is surprising to a lot of people. And I gotta be honest, I haven't even brought myself to watch the trailer for the second one. Me and movies from the 80s, we just don't mix. For some reason, I'm just not a fan of like 90% of the movies I've seen that have been made in the 80s. You just don't like their style, you know? Yeah, not my thing. Like, I've tried again and again and again. It's just it's just not for me. Yeah, I mean, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Don't, you know, don't force yourself watching it. Try and enjoy it, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised because considering how other movies are getting shorter marketing campaigns, this movie doesn't come out till next June. Uh, but, you know, they wanted to show it off. What they showed off looked good. Is it going to be good enough for a good two hour movie? I don't know. Maybe. Let's finish up with Warner Brothers because apparently they were dead serious about being quiet. Uh, besides it, they announced Titans 2. Season 2 will be coming out this fall, most likely in September, which is nice. Mike, I know you're open for the season by the end of the year. You've got your wish. Yeah. And for Doom Patrol, it got announced that they did get renewed for Season 2 and will be on both the DC Universe service and HBO Max, which is AT&T's new big streaming service, which brings back to my point how the DC Universe will probably just shut down at one point and get everyone to go over there. But hey, if you're a fan of Doom Patrol, I've heard good things about it. Mike, did you yeah. like that one? Yeah, I watched the entire first season. It was it was interesting. It was different. But so far, Warner Brother or DC's streaming service has 
some good content on there. Titans is rock solid. Doom Patrol is solid. I hear good things about Swamp Thing. Yeah, it's kind of weird how that service seems to be doing a lot better than, I don't know, the big budget movies they spend all their money on. Yeah, that's, it's very, very interesting. <laughs> it's weird. They just go, you know, they take some properties from DC, do some weird stuff with it. Oh, it's actually good. Uh, okay. It's about time DC fans get some good content. Yes, it is. Then for DC, uh, no, no, sorry, not DC, for TV, I meant, uh, The Witcher, they did show off a trailer. Mike, I know you haven't read the book, played the games, so, and I assume you haven't watched the trailer, or have you? I have not yet. Okay. So I'll just quickly explain the trailer. As someone who has played The Witcher 3, which a lot of people have, it, it looks good. It it looks fine. Henry Cavill, honestly, in some scenes, looks too jacked to play Geralt. However, I, I, have, I do recognize that they are taking the book. And they're turning that into the show. The game is a little different by The Witcher 3. So maybe maybe Geralt's more buff in the book. I don't know. But otherwise, he looks good. He looks good in the suit. I definitely like what they're doing with the potions they showed at the end. You know, his eyes are real fucked up. Taking the potion to fight the monster. I like that. They're showing the serious effects of it. And the fighting looks pretty good as well. So as long as the actual story is good, it should be a hit for Netflix. Could easily be their version of Game of Thrones if they do it right. So let me ask you a question. Yep. In the game, does mm-hmm. the main character, what's his name, Geralt? Geralt, yes. Does he have a really giant sword? He he has two swords. One for humans and one for monsters. Are is any of them quite large? I mean they're big, but they're not huge. Okay. I was going to say, have you, ever, have you ever swung like an actual sword? No, I have not. It, it's heavy. It is not light by any means. So I kind of understand them making him kind of yoked to do it. Because if you are a master with a sword mm-hmm. and you're able to swing it dumb fast and hard, you're going to be pretty yoked up because you need to be strong to do that. No, I understand that. And look, I, I don't consider that a negative, right? Like, I'm not going to knock... Like, he looks good in everything else. I'm not going to knock him points for, oh, you're too... You have too many muscles. You know? That'll it's just them. it's just something I noticed. But it, it still looks pretty good. Yeah. And I then believe the last big thing that was announced was what they said at the end was all of Phase 4 for the MCU. So I guess we should uh, strap in for this one. Yes, we're going to breeze through this, but we're going to take our time. Uh, yeah, because there's a lot to go through. So starting off phase four next year will be the Black Widow prequel movie starring Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Mike, your thoughts? Um, I'm interested. Okay. Uh, let me throw some more details at you, because I don't know if you uh, read the scene that they showed to the fans. I have not. So apparently Black Widow, this takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. So it's a prequel, but only by a couple of years. It does feature her sister. It features David Harbour, who you've seen on She's Stranger like, Things, Pop, as... Apparently she has a sister. Yeah. She, she White Widow? Red Red, red Widow? Uh, they haven't said. Okay. 
uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things is apparently in the movie as well, and his role is Russia's version of Captain America. So, okay, we'll we'll see how that goes. Apparently, he's a patriotic guy for Russia who apparently has a history with Romanov. So he will also be in the movie. And from what they said, the action scenes between her and her sister felt more like a Bourne style action movie. So close up hand to hand combat. All right. So which I think is good because she doesn't have superpowers. That's the best way to do it. Like if you do a Bourne style like spy action movie, but throw in superheroes, that could work. Uh, Next up was I think it was. I think it was a TV series. I think it's the Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier TV show. I'm looking forward to it. It's got Zemo coming back. I loved him as a villain. As am I. And honestly, I think Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan have pretty good chemistry. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll definitely make it worth and worthwhile to watch. Yeah, I, I definitely think, too, that I think this is the right move to help Falcon become Captain America because giving him a fresh movie might be uh, a little much. too too rushed. But if you have six to eight episodes, about an hour each, you can help process what he's going through to become Captain America. And at the end, he's got the suit, he's got the shield. And now you can give him, you can feature him in movies. You know, like you've, you've been on his journey, it's done. And then, you know, Winter Soldier can help out. And then... The next movie is The Eternals. I don't know much about them, personally. I know they're, from what I read, they are basically an aliens that have lived on Earth for thousands of years. It's rumored it takes place thousands of years ago, or it takes place now, not exactly sure. But they actually do have a pretty big cast, uh, with Angelina Jolie being the biggest star they have. Yeah, but relevance, uh, not the biggest cast they have. Yeah, I mean... She's a big name, but... Has she really been in anything in the past? How long? I mean, Melissa Fent. Okay. When when was that last movie? Twenty fourteen. Yeah, my point. Uh, it, 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 excuse me. For what? Melissa Fent two will be out in a couple months. So ask again then. Oh, I'm sorry. So she took a five year gap from acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't she have like eight kids? I think there's more than that, but that's besides the point. All right, so obviously we'll talk more about Eternals when there's some actual details about this movie. Correct. Uh, moving on from that, we do have a couple TV shows in 2021. That was all for 2020. 2021, in the spring, we got Loki TV show with Tom Hiddleston coming back, and this will be focused on the Loki that escaped in Endgame. So this is the Loki who they said his last... Memory is being Hulk smashed in New York City before he escaped. So we're seeing a Loki that doesn't have the character development of the past few movies. That should be interesting. I I think it will be because it leaves room for him to be an asshole and you understand why. But it also leaves room for this one to grow as well. We get to see that version. We get to see him grow as well. Or maybe he's just an asshole throughout the entire show. I don't know. Trying to rule over everything. Yeah, he might be. Because we don't know if that's the same universe from the 2014 one. That could mean in his universe now, Thanos is dead. So. True. He would be one of the stronger people out there then. Then the next TV show, which will actually be very, very important, is WandaVision. Where 
Scarlet Witch. And Vision, it basically shows about their relationship after Endgame. And you may be wondering, but there is no Vision. We know. But they've made it a point they're both back for this show. And that the show is weird. That's the main thing. From seeing the interviews, that's the main thing they kept going back to. How the show is weird. So It's not necessarily a good thing. Well, the reason I say it's important. Because they also said that the events of this show will lead up to the next movie. Doctor Strange uh, in the, I think, Multiverse of Madness. Or Madness of Multiverse. Okay. Um, and that movie is being billed as the first scary movie in the MCU from the director and Doctor Strange and Scarlet, which will be teaming up to deal with some horror. So what I'm thinking is Scarlet, which gets too depressed, but because she's super strong, she possibly manifests vision in some form, but that causes a ripple and she accidentally fucks some things up. So her and Doctor Strange got to work on it. Possibly. Yeah, it's definitely possible. See, yeah, see that show and the movie, the Doctor Strange movie, I'm most excited for because bringing in the multiverse and possibly Vision back to life, you can go 20 different directions and it can be fantastic. Very true. Um, after that, there is a short TV show, animated one called What Ifs. Basically, they got the voice actors from the movies to do voice acting for an animated series on, well, what if this happened, or what if that happened, whatever. Uh, I don't care too much for it. Mike, do you care for it? Uh, Not really. Okay. I don't really need a what-if scenario. All right, we'll move right along then. Uh, Then the last TV show for Phase 4 is Hawkeye, where he will be training his apprentice, uh, is the apprentice his daughter? Is that the one? Uh, I or believe someone so. else. I feel like it would be his daughter because you see her training, or you see him training her in Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that seems fine. Yeah, I'm glad they're still showing off Hawkeye. But uh, to finish off Phase Four, Thor, Love and Thunder. If you thought Thor Ragnarok was weird, boy, Thor Ragnarok is going to look like just. Regular plain Thor compared to this movie with how weird this one's going to be. We got Natalie Portman back, but she's not Jane. No, no. Jane turns into the female Thor and Valkyrie will be looking to find her queen, among other things. And what's happened with regular Thor? Uh, we don't fucking know. Mike, I know you're, I assume it's still at the top of your list. Thor Ragnarok is your favorite MCU movie. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, excited. Mm-hmm. To say the least, to see this movie. Mm-hmm. But then it also brings a good question. This is obviously going to be after the Doctor Strange sequel, correct? Yes. Now, the Doctor Strange sequel deals in the multiverse, correct? Correct. So what happens if Doctor Strange and Wanda can't fix the effects of the multiverse? Hence, the female Thor, which is Jane, and the two two worlds kind of collide. No, you're absolutely right. Maybe something happens where in another in the multiverse, there's a female Thor. Maybe she helps out toward the end, but she can't get back to her, so she's stuck here. And maybe she goes find the Thor in our universe. Because I have no problem with the female Thor. But if, if you're going to have Natalie Portman back as female Thor with the hammer and everything, you need to explain that well. And I like Taika Waititi. He's great. 
but I don't want it to be one of those jokes that's just thrown away. It's like, ah, oh, she just popped up and that's it. It's like, have a little more detail behind it, you know? Yeah. I and we did she... talk about this last time, about where would a Thor 4 fit in the timeline. James Gunn has come out and said that this does take place before Guardians 3. Okay. So maybe the Guardians are in here for like 5-10 minutes. Maybe they dump them off or they pick them up at some point. But it's good to know that there is a timeline for this. So I would assume Thor 4 would happen pretty soon after Endgame. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was the entire Phase 4. They did tease right at the end uh, Blade. They're doing their remake in Blade. But that is for Phase 5. And along with that, they did tease an X-Men movie, a Fantastic Four movie, Black Panther 2, and Captain Marvel 2, all for Phase 5. Yep. Marvel so, is going to be very busy in the upcoming years. Oh, very busy. But just as a hypothetical question, most phases had an Avengers movie. Now, I think they're smart by playing it safe and not doing one so soon. But with this lineup so far, with along with Phase 5 being teased, who do you think is the next main villain that they're setting up for? Because they're obviously only doing Avenger movies if they have a villain big enough. I don't know. It's it's kind of tough to say. It could be Magneto, could be uh, Doctor Doom. I think it might be Doom, Doctor Doom. Cause, it could be. I'm being honest here. Magneto's a big villain, but he's a big X Men villain. He's not a big Marvel villain. You know? Yeah. Like. Yes, he's powerful, but, he, you know, just bending metal. Doctor Strange can one-on-one him and be done with it, you know. But Doctor Doom and what he can come, come up with for ideas, that could be dangerous. And I think, yeah, that, that was it for all the main announcement from Comic-Con. Mike, do you have any uh, last thoughts on uh, what we talked about? I do not. Okay, me neither. But if anyone else had thoughts about Comic-Con or what was shown off, where can they let us know about it? Well, you guys have two options. Number one being, like always, hit us up on our email, entertainmentexpansion at outlook.com. If you don't want to be so formal, come and join the inner circle and send us a direct message or a comment on our latest post on our Instagram page, which is properly labeled Entertainment Expansion. As always, we look forward from hearing from you. That's right. We always do. And that is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. As always, thank you for listening, and see you next week.